0: Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are wrapping up 2018, and I am excited to start the new year. 2018 was fine, but it wasn't my best year ever. Uh, I missed the boat on some things. I made some mistakes. I screwed up. Uh, I didn't necessarily take all the actions I needed to do. Uh, And yet it was still okay. But 2017 was the best year I ever had. And I think I let some things fall through the cracks. And as I look to 2019, one of the things I want to do is get back to basics. And one of the things that my basics are, is connecting with people. For 10 years, really more, I have been speaking about the whole idea of how do we connect with people in a gadget-crazy world. I have been the keynote speaker at nearly 800 different events from really large conferences to company meetings to lunch and learn programs for local associations here where i live and i gotta tell you i have learned so much over all of this time really talking to people about how do we make those human to human connections yeah we live in a world where we are heavily heavily digitally connected but people feel more lonely than ever before so that's what i want to talk about on this episode but before i get started I have to thank the sponsor. Hey, I know that many of you, many of you have products that you mail out to your fans and your customers. But dealing with all that physical stuff, that's a pain and it steals your time because you have to go stand in line at the post office. Well, my friends at Amplifier, they blend order fulfillment, screen printing, and on-demand production into a single self-service platform that you control. And for those of you who have checked out the shirts that I'm selling, the ones that say, try new things, period, You can find those at trynewthings.shop and I am working with Amplifier to get those printed and fulfilled. They can integrate with your e-commerce shop as well as drive any giveaway campaigns that you're doing. Hey, they are great for big companies but also for entrepreneurs who are just starting out. And on demand, it means no inventory risk. And as you grow, you can stock up on inventory and Amplifier, they'll take care of that for you as well. So jump over to amplifier.com slash cool things and sign up today. So today, let's talk about networking in the new year. As you're looking at how you want to spend 2019, and I know many of you may listen to this later, Uh, you may be well into 2019 or maybe beyond by the time you hear this episode, but I'm going to talk about some evergreen things that really have to do with how do we connect. I actually predict that we are about to see a big pendulum swing the last decade, everything has been about likes, links, shares, and follows. It's been about gurus on Instagram who take selfies and get hundreds of thousands of people to like everything they do without really having a clue who they are. I think we're moving back to human engagement. At least I like to think so. And I know as I look back on some areas where maybe I dropped the ball in 2018, I think it has to do with my networking. Now, I'm sort of an expert in this. I've been teaching people it for a long time, but I am going to make 2019 the year of personal relationships, and I'm going to challenge you to come back and do that with me because that's what it's all about. You got to remember that all opportunities in life come from people. Now, many of you, you might be sitting in a chair as you're listening to this uh, podcast or at some time today, you sat in a chair. I will tell you that that chair you sat in did its job. It was great. It held you up. I'm assuming nobody's chair collapsed while you were sitting in it. However, that chair, it's never going to send you an opportunity. It's just an inanimate object. But people, people are the ones who bring you all the opportunities that you could ever have in your life. And we need to start getting back to that, realizing that just because you follow someone on Twitter or you have a LinkedIn connection, they're not waking up in the middle of the night thinking, how can I help that person? How can I send them some business? And even people who listen to this podcast, a very small percentage of you ever reach out to me. I always talk about send me an email at Tom at TomSinger.com or follow me on Twitter at Cool Podcast. And some people do, and I love it when I hear from people in the audience, and I usually try to write back to them and start conversations, but very few people ever do it because we're living in this superficial likes, links, shares, and follow world. And I know for a lot of people, when this all started a little more than 10 years ago, when the smartphone came out, we all got so excited that all of a sudden we were going to be so connected to everybody. That six degrees of Kevin Bacon, that six degrees of separation was going to be narrowed down to just a handful of people. And yet there are so many articles being written now about how people are lonelier than ever. There is an epidemic of loneliness going on in our world right now. About a year ago, there was an article in the Harvard Business Review, and it was written by uh, the previous, under the Obama administration, Surgeon General. I think his name, uh, Murte, I think is his last name. And he said that there is an epidemic of loneliness. And he wrote a very compelling article that really touched sort of my heart, that we're not really seeing people anymore. And more people feel more isolated than at any other time. Well, if you can relate to this, if you feel, you know, I ask people all the time when I speak. I say, how many people now that we have 10 years of this really heavy digital mobile and social media world under our belt, how many people feel like you have more close friends than you had before? Now this this question really only works for those of us who are maybe over 40 years old because people who were younger and maybe not yet in college and school, it's hard to do the comparison for those of us who are out in the work world. But if you're over 40, how many people feel like you have more friends? And by friends, I mean people who would invite you to their home for Thanksgiving dinner. How many people feel you have more friends at that level than you did a decade ago? And I'll be honest, there are always some people who raise their hands in the audience, and I can have an audience of hundreds of people. And I think that's great. It's wonderful that some people have used these tools to really build deep friendships. But the majority of people, hundreds and hundreds of people in these audiences keep their hands down. And sometimes I have people come up to me afterwards. I had one woman come up to me almost in tears. She said, I think I have less friends at that level than I did 10 years ago. But I know when everyone eats a burrito for lunch. So we're not necessarily building tighter bonds with all of this social media stuff. Now, I'm not against social media. I'm all over it. I use it every single day. I'm always posting pictures. Some people might even say too much. I like sharing what I'm up to, and I love seeing what other people are doing. So I spend a lot of time scrolling social media, spend a lot of time commenting on other people's stuff, and I think it's great because we can see, but it's like watching television. When I watch a television show, I don't really know that character or that actor, but I know about them, and that's what's happened. I think we've gotten to the point where getting to know somebody has really come about knowing what they're up to from a superficial level. And I think that when we look for who are we close with, we don't have that. So most people say they don't have more close friends than they did a decade ago. And then usually if I'm speaking to a company that has a sales component and people in the audience are salespeople or marketing professionals, I ask them, now let's take this to business. How many people feel that the sales process, how many people feel that it's easier to sell than it was 10 years ago? And again, there are exceptions. There are some people who raise their hand who say, social media has changed my life. It makes my world as a salesperson so much easier. Most people don't say that. Most people shake their head, say it's harder. So what's happened to us in the last 10 years is we've been seduced by all of this digital ways that we can connect, and it's taken us away from really being with people. Now, the reason I got kind of thought about really talking about this for this episode is a couple of days ago, an article came up on Inc.com. And as it turns out, the article was a couple of years old. I thought it was a brand new article, but it kind of pissed me off because the, uh, the, the, the guy who wrote the article was talking about how networking doesn't work and what they teach in networking doesn't work. And he listed like four or five things that people do wrong. The only problem with that is, is that what he listed isn't what people really do. It's sort of that stereotype sort of facade of what people think networking is But I don't know anybody who does the things that he says. And so, again, when it comes to connecting with people, we have all kinds of excuses why we hate networking. I talk to people all the time, and they're like, oh, I hate networking. And I say, well, what do you hate about it? I hate cheap wine and cheese and having to make small talk. Well, that's not networking. That's eating cheese and drinking cheap wine and chatting. Networking, the actual definition of it is the creation of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships – between two or more people, where everyone engaged in those relationships will find more success because of it than they would without it. Now think about that for a minute. Where does that say schmoozing and cheap wine and going to events and shoving business cards in people's hands? It doesn't say it at all. That's what a lot of people have decided networking means. But what it really means when you look at the definition, and I'm going to say it again, it's the creation of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships between two or more people where everyone finds more success because of those relationships. Well, when I say that, people go, oh, I like that. I like long-term and mutually beneficial relationships. Well, I think all of us who are in business, who are are going for our potential, who are trying to achieve more in our lives and our careers, I think all of us want those types of long-term and mutually beneficial relationships. And yet, we're not finding them on a regular basis. Many people are getting caught in a very isolated, lonely way. And so in the article, he talked about a couple things, and I just wanted to kind of go over what they are and remind you that this isn't what networking is, and it's not what most people do. If you really look at people who are successful, and honestly, even people who aren't successful, they're not doing the things he's complaining about. So he has written an entire article that says, oh, this is what's wrong with networking, but it's not real, and that's what a lot of people do little sideline we're about to get to new year's you're going to see all kinds of article the internet's going to blow up podcasts are going to go crazy with all these things about people who say i hate goal setting i hate new year's resolutions and they're going to talk about all the reasons that those things are horrible well the reality is setting goals and deciding to make a change that unto itself isn't horrible but they're going to write articles pretending that the world has gone crazy because they try to set goals but that's just a way to get the headline it's headline bait oh networking doesn't work goal setting doesn't work Well, I think, and I've seen a lot of people get to success, I think these things do work when you do them right and when you're serious about them. So, what he said in the article is he said, you know, some people go through networking trying to collect as many business cards as they can. I don't think ever, or at least rarely, have I ever seen anybody race around and shove business cards in people's hands and go, give me a card, give me a card, give me a card, without a conversation. And yet that's what people who say they hate networking, that's what they imply happens. Oh, I hate those, those super networkers who go around and shove their card in everyone's hand. I think I could count on one hand the number of times someone has come up and shoved a card in my hand. And I have been to thousands and thousands of networking events. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody does a good job of making connections, but people aren't running around shoving cards in people's hands. In fact, most people aren't running around talking to anybody at all. So he's making a premise in the article that this is what people are doing. And in reality, it's not happening. And it's not what he's right. It shouldn't be happening, but it's not happening. To be a good networker, you don't go shove your card in everybody's hand. What you have to do is you have to have meaningful conversations. And then, when appropriate, and if appropriate, You exchange the card because the networking, as we'll say again in a minute, the networking doesn't happen at the networking event. The networking all happens in the follow up. So the card exchange unto itself isn't anything. It's really just a way to get someone's number and maybe let them have your contact information. So his first premise is screwed up anyway. The other thing he talks about is stop working the room. Well, come on, who goes and works the room? I don't think that that's what people do. People don't show up and and start saying, okay, I'm going to do this quadrant, then that quadrant, then over there, then I'm going to talk to the people in red dresses, then blue dresses, then the men wearing ties, then the men not wearing ties. That's not what's meant by working a room unto itself. Networking, you know, it doesn't happen that way. He talks about that you should show up at an event and try to serve others. Now, that's actually good advice. Now, I don't think people are showing up to work a room. However, I confess that i tell people all the time when you go into a room don't think how many people can i meet who will help me go into the room thinking what if i could meet one person who i could serve as the conduit to success maybe i know someone they need to meet and i can connect them or maybe i know someone who has an answer to a problem they're having in their business so if you go in looking for ways to serve people over time and you listen closely over time you'll be able to serve some of them a question i love to ask people at networking events is What's your biggest challenge in the new year? And I'll tell you what, when you ask that question, one of a couple things happens. Number one, they look at you and go, wow, I've never heard that question before. And they don't really know how to answer it. The second thing that happens is they say, you ask them, what's your biggest challenge in the new year? And they tell you, they know right away what their biggest challenge is. And you look at them and you have no idea how to help them. It's a big one. You're like, oh, wow, God, good luck with that. However, every now and then, and maybe it's one in every 10 people you ask it to, You say, what's your biggest challenge in the new year? And they tell you. And here's the interesting thing. What they tell you, you know the answer. You know the person who can solve it. It is a softball across the plate that you can swing and hit it out of the park. But if you never ask the question, you wouldn't be able to help them. And yet if you go through life trying to find those 1 in 10s or whatever it would be, and you help those people, you're going to build a reputation that you're almost magical in the way you're able to serve others. So the point the author of this article was making was – Show up to serve others, not to work the room. It's a good point, but his premise is just screwy. Number three, he talks about be selective. Don't go to every single event. Well, I'll tell you what, you can't go to every single event. If you live in a city with people, there are hundreds of events. I've spent most of my business career living in Austin, Texas, and years ago I was quoted in the Austin Business Journal by saying that Austin is a town where you can have a three-name tag day. Because you could go to a breakfast networking event, a lunch networking event, and a dinner networking event. And you can do that every day, sometimes even multiples. Like you could hit a couple of happy hours. Well, I'll tell you what, you can't go to all of them because you got to do your work at some point. So, you know, when he says don't go to all the events, you can't go to all the events. You have to be selective. So I've told people all along pick, you know, one or two, if you're really aggressive, three, but one or two is the right number where you always go. To that association. You always go to that networking event because here's the thing it takes seven to 10 interactions with people, not before they're giving you business and your best friends. It takes seven to 10 interactions before they even notice you exist. Well, most of these networking events happen once a month. So, therefore, it's gonna take you a year before people are even gonna notice you. So pick one or two that you are just dedicated to going to, and at the end of the year, you're going to start getting noticed, and then you're going to start building friendships and connections that go really deep. Then if you want to go to a few other events, you can. I think you should always, if you're an active business person, more if you're in sales, I think you should be going to one event a week. Now, picking two events that you always go to, Boom, you got those. You can rotate through six or seven events where you pick and choose based on who the speaker is, what time the event is, uh, where it's located geographically, but have one or two events that you always go to. And then every week, make sure you're showing up at something else. So he's right in his article about being selective, but again, nobody goes to everything. Even when I used to be uh, the marketing manager for a law firm and my job was to be everywhere. I wasn't everywhere. I was still only going to a handful of events every week. I was doing more than one event a week. But I wasn't going to 10 events a week. I wasn't having three name tag days, even though it was possible. You have to be selective about where you go, but then be focused from there. His next advice was focus on just a few people. Don't try to meet everybody, which kind of goes back to his working the room thing. And also, it's not just at the event. It's beyond that. You can't network with everybody. And here's the other thing. Not everyone's going to like you. The truth is there are people who I've met who I'm sure that I have rubbed the wrong way. There are other people who we instantly become friends, and we end up becoming referral partners for each other. So you can't focus on everybody because you're not going to connect with everybody. So find the people where you have a real human-to-human engagement with them and where you can find ways to be mutually beneficial over the long run and build those friendships. Again – I don't think anybody tries to run around and network with everyone in their industry. I think, that's, I think it's a silly premise for the article. And then sort of the final thing he put on there was he said, you know, networking is in the follow-up or, or something like that. I didn't write it down exactly. Well, of course. I said it before. Networking doesn't happen at the actual networking event. This is the misnomer that people think, oh, I'm going to show up at a networking event and get business. Never happens. I mean, I'm sure there are people who will go, oh, it happened to me. Yeah, there's always outliers. Let me rephrase that. It rarely happens. So networking doesn't happen at a networking event. The networking event is simply a tool to put you in front of people so you can have that first meeting. But meeting someone once does not make them part of your network. Meeting someone once makes them someone who you have met once. And there is a big difference between somebody you've met once and someone you've established a long-term and mutually beneficial relationship with. So you go to the event and you see who you meet. You see if there's a reason to follow up. Who do you have that little connection with? The networking happens in the follow-up. The guy who wrote the article is right, but he doesn't set it up right. He sets it up again under one of these fake premises, like people show up thinking they're going to do business at the event. Well, no, you're not going to do business at the event. You're going to meet people at the event. And then maybe you're going to take them out to lunch. Maybe you're going to run into them at another another event. And maybe you're going to take them to a conference or you're going to run into them at a conference and you're going to have a drink with them and then you're going to have a conversation. And eventually, a relationship starts to build. It's It's sort of like dating. You don't marry a person you meet on the first night. Now, again, I know there's exceptions and people have done that. But for the most of us, You meet somebody once, and then there's a first date, and then a second date, and then maybe eventually you take a trip together, and all of a sudden you're in a relationship, and a year or two later you're engaged, and that's where a relationship comes from. Same thing is true in business. There are a series of steps you have to take before people are going to really feel connected to you, and I think in our LinkedIn culture, people think, oh my gosh, I just met Bobby. I met him at this event, and I sent him a LinkedIn request, and they accepted it, and now we're LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, that really doesn't matter unless you do something with it. It's how do you follow up? And going back to the second thing we talked about, the follow-up is best when you can find a way to serve them. Figure out who they need to know. Figure out what they need. Focus on a few people. Help them get business. Refer them. And great relationships are going to grow. So if you listen to the show regularly, you know I talk about the guys who, uh, who I network, uh, who I mentor. And I met them both kind of by networking. I met one at a speech that I gave. I met another one in a coffee shop. But six years later, the joke is they're like my fake sons. We have a very close relationship. I'm, I am their business mentor, but you know maybe a life mentor. And uh, I, they listen to this show. I want to publicly thank them for Christmas this year. They did something very nice. They actually gave me a watch. It was one of these nice, really cool, solid wood watches. And it was engraved on the back. And it said, more than a mentor. And then it was signed with both their names. That was really special to me, and I was telling a friend about it. He goes, how do you have this type of a relationship with these guys? They're both 28, 29 years old. He goes, you know, you've been part of their lives for six years. How did this relationship happen? Well, I'll use the first guy as an example. He came with his teacher uh, to a real estate event that I spoke at. He was a real estate major in college, and his professor said, anyone who comes and sees this speaker who he thought was really good will get an extra five points on the final. So about 10 students came, and this one guy came up, and he introduced me to himself to me afterwards, And then he asked me if I'd come and speak at his college, and I told him what I would charge. And the dean said he'd only give him a third of that amount of money. So he called up a bunch of real estate companies uh, in the city where he lived and came up with the rest of the money and hired me to come in and speak at his college. Now, I'll tell you, that's what I do for a living. I get paid to go speak. So he got on my radar, if you will. He went out of his way. He served me. He didn't say, oh, come do it for free. I'm just a college student. He found a way to fund it, and we put on an event at his university, where I came and spoke, therefore he did something for me. So later, when he moved to Austin, and he called me and said, "I'm not sure if you remember me." Of course, I remembered him. He got me a, a speaking gig that <laughs> was got on my radar because of that. He asked if he could take me to coffee. Over coffee, he asked if I'd be his mentor, and I didn't even know what that meant. But over time, he would change jobs, and you know, maybe twice a year I saw him, uh, and then it sort of became more. And now, we're, you know, we have this this great friendship. That grew out of that and I think that that's a perfect example of how relationships grow. You're not going to become everyone's mentor. You're not going to become everyone's client. You're not going to become everyone's best friend. However, if you start the relationship by serving someone else, you get on their radar. And so that's, you know, focus on a few people and figure out what can you do for them. So anyway, this article got me all mad because it basically played to these fake stereotypes about what it is to network. And I think if you believe in those fake stereotypes, you're never going to be able to get into this 2019 year of personal connection. Because if you really want to really get closer to people, I think you're going to have to get serious about what it really is to network. What does that really mean? And I love going in to conferences and talking to people about this because people get really excited. A lot of people, maybe they're more introverted, maybe they've had a bad experience in the past. They don't get excited about the networking at live events. And yet… When done right, it can be totally life changing. So I went back and looked at my first book. I went back and looked at Some Assembly Required How to Make, Grow, and Keep Your Business Relationships. Well, this book came out well over 12 years ago. And yet, it's the book that I did that is the bestseller. It's the one that it sold like 20,000, 25,000 copies. It's the book that launched my speaking career. And I went back and looked at it. And you know, there were six pieces of advice in that original book that sort of stood out to me that I wanted to share with you that will sort of dovetail on this bad fake advice or fake stereotypes about networking. And I think it'll launch you. I mean, if you've listened this far, you have a little bit of an interest. You have that spark that says, yeah, 2019. Tom, you're onto it. I I relate to this. I want to connect better with people. I want to get beyond that like, link, share, and a follow. So the first thing is remember that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Now we all know that's a cliche. You've all heard that a million times. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. But here's the thing, and I said this before: the definition of the word know, K-N-O-W, it's changed over the last 10 or 12 years. It's changed because of social media. It used to be a process to get to know somebody. I mean to really get to know them, to really have that business peer-to-peer connection. It took a process. It took being around them several times. It took getting to understand what their business was, to serve them, and maybe they serve you and make referrals. You become referral partners, and eventually you got to know somebody, and with that process came like and trust. Or it didn't because you're not going to like and trust everybody, and that's okay by the way, and not everyone's going to like or trust you. The word know now really means I kind of know of them. I listen to his podcast. I know him. We're connected on Facebook. We're Facebook friends. That doesn't mean you really know somebody. Social media doesn't really give you that human-to-human connection. And again, there's exceptions, but for the most part, we've gotten away from the process of getting to know people, which means like and trust aren't there as often or they're not there as strong. So when you can get to like and trust, when people do like you and trust you, That's where the magic's gonna happen. Go out there in 2019 and find a way to get your relationships beyond we know each other to where we like and trust each other because that's when the business starts to flow. And I think we have to work harder on this. I think I have to work harder on this. So that's the first tip. The second one from my book was have a plan. And you know what? I think that's what happened in 2018. I think it was the first year I really didn't have a networking plan. And part of it might be I just come off my best year ever. I thought maybe I got, maybe I felt like, oh, I've got it all down. I've got my network. I've got my referral sources. I don't know. But I think that you have to have a plan. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go network? So over the last 10 years of being a speaker, most of my business has been out of town on the road. And part of that is is that I had focused on and, and my content was very good for association annual conferences. And that's what I spoke at. I would spoke at sometimes 30, 40 plus association events every year. But it took me on the road because these national conferences, they move around. So you know maybe maybe the group is based in Austin, but they had their conference in San Francisco. So I wasn't in town a lot over the last several years. And part of that is I stopped really getting involved in local Austin events. Well, my new stuff, The Paradox of Potential, is great for company meetings. And in 2018, I started doing a lot more events in Austin than I've ever done. And companies, this is really good to start team dialogues. And I suddenly realized – It's so good, I should be doing a lot more business where I can sleep in my own bed. So part of my plan for 2018 is I'm going to re-engage with the Austin business community. I'm going to get myself physically out in front of people once again in the city that I live in. And that's going to be part of my plan is I'm going to get involved with a couple of organizations, and I'm going to really be dedicated to it. As long as I'm in town, I'm going to do that. I might even serve on a board or I'll volunteer in some way. And so having a plan is a really important part if you want to grow your network. Know where you want to be. Know where the people you want to connect with are. And number three, now this advice came out in a book that came out 12 years ago, and the advice was about embracing social media. Well, I still think we have to do that. I'm always amazed when I meet people who say, yeah, I don't do that LinkedIn stuff. I don't use Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. Well, where are your clients? Where are the people who you want to be engaged with? Are they there? Are you active? Are you posting? Are you putting yourself out there? These tools, while they don't replace the face-to-face, while they don't replace the human engagement part, these tools are very, very important. And I'm always amazed how many people just still, even in 2018 or now into 2019, roll their eyes. I think you have to embrace social media. I think you have to play where people are. In 2019, video is where it's at. I'm going to do a lot more video. I started to in 2018, but I didn't follow through on it. I'm going to do a lot more Facebook Live. I'm going to do more native video on LinkedIn. I'm going to use Instagram where I'm talking more about what it is that I do because I have to make those connections. Social media isn't a, isn't a way to replace the human connections, but once people know who you are, it's a great way to keep it alive because out of sight is out of mind. That was true in 1950 and it's true in 2019, you've got to be present. And one of the ways to do that is utilize these tools where people are. Get yourself out on social media so that people remember you're there, so that they don't forget that you exist, which leads us right in to tip number four, which is keep in touch with people. Meeting someone a few times doesn't make them part of your network, but even if they used to be part of your network, if they haven't heard from you in two and three years, they're not going to be thinking about you. So you've got to keep in touch, which means you have to invest in showing up at events where people are going to be. It means going out for a cup of coffee or a meal or a beer with the people who you want to build your ongoing network with. Face-to-face, being in touch with people. And, and you can do it by video. You could get them on the phone or do a Skype or a, or a Zoom call. But anytime you can be in the same room, there's something entirely different. When you can sit across from somebody and they can see, they can sort of see that little sparkle in your eye that gets lost when we do it through a camera. And they know that you're engaged with them. When you can laugh, when you can tell them a story, or you can listen to every word they say in a story, that really matters. To stay in touch, you have to do more than just blast emails. You have to do more than just Instagram posts. Staying in touch means one-to-one, not one-to-many. I think we've been brought into this thing the last decade that you can broadcast your relationships. I don't think you can. I think you have to get back to the one-to-one in order to really have it work for you and have your network really bring you those opportunities. Number five, you got to support the people in your network. And it goes back to what we talked about before about serving them. You know, you've got to make sure that you're not just showing up saying, help me, help me, refer things to me. You have to look for ways that you can be the conduit to help other people. I promise you, if you can't think of the last time that you made a referral to somebody that led to real business – then you're probably not getting any referrals. Now, one of the reasons I get referral business is I refer a lot of people. I go out of my way to make sure that I am reaching out to my past clients and telling them about other speakers. In 2018, one of the things I know, because I track it, is I got about 10 people actually paid speaking gigs from either my past clients or potential clients where I was already booked on that date. I go out of my way to refer people who I think will be a good fit. And by doing that, those people in turn do that for me. But it's not just those people. It's other people because people want to get on your radar screen if they know that you're a person who serves others and supports others. But it's not just about helping people get paid business. Sometimes it's just being a friend. You know, if you pay attention on social media and you see that someone's struggling, you just reach out and say, what can I do for you? Usually their answer is nothing, pray for me, send good vibes, whatever it is, doesn't take any time. Sometimes they need some help, and it does take an investment. But if you really want people to be there for you in the rough times, you've got to be there for them. That's what you have to do. And then number seven from the book, and it still hangs up really as a strong piece of advice today, is never stop learning. One of the things I think that happens to a lot of us as we get older is we think we know it all. Well, the world is changing. The world's changing more than it has ever changed in the past. It's changing faster. And if you're not constantly trying to learn and to keep up and to to try new things, then there is no way that you can expect uh, that you're going to stay relevant. You absolutely have to be learning because if you're learning and you're trying new things and you're finding new ways to results, people are going to turn to you as the expert. So in 2019, part of my goals is I'm going to take a Coursera class. I'm going to take a class that's going to help me kind of learn some of the stuff I need to do. I'm going to start reading more books. I used to read 25 books a year. But over the last four or five years, I've started listening to more podcasts. My eyes get tired faster when I read because I'm older. And I have now read like three books a year. Well, in 2019, I'm going to try and read 10 books this year. I'm just going to make the time because not only does it help me learn – But it also helps me focus and it inspires me because one of the things that I believe is extremely true is success leaves clues. So I'm going to read biographies and uh, books, uh, how-to books, by really smart people because they can't help it. If people are successful, they automatically leave knowledge bombs. They leave clues behind. So for 2019, think about all of this for yourself yourself. Is 2019 going to be the year that you say, I'm getting back to the basics? I'm getting back to human engagement. Because I think as we move forward into the roaring 20s, which I hope they roar, when we move into the roaring 20s, I will tell you, it's all about people. So start in 2019, lay that foundation to get back to what it really takes to be a person that somebody knows, likes, and trusts. Understand that networking is not about schmoozing. Networking is not about business cards. It's not about, you know, collecting people. Networking is really about that human engagement piece. It's about leaving someone feeling better because they interacted with you than if maybe they hadn't run into you that day. If you make someone feel good and you do that repetitively, I promise you that you're going to get on their radar and they're going to be able to to be there for you. So let's do this together. Let's make 2019 the year of human engagement. Let's do it. If you have any questions, if you have any problems, if you've gone to a networking event and it hasn't worked out, contact me. You can contact me anywhere. I'm on all the social medias. I have a phone. You can can schedule a a call with me. I usually say yes to everybody. And people go, oh, you can't say yes to everybody. Yeah, I can. Sometimes it's like we have to do it at 7 in the morning because I'm a morning person. I don't have much else going on. But if, if this resonates with you, find a way to reach out to me. Send me an email, make a call, whatever it is, uh, because this is really important to me. And uh, if your company has people who could benefit from that, I'm just going to say it. Let's talk. Maybe I'm the person who needs to come in and speak at your company meeting. Because we can move people across that gap from potential to results, but we've got to do it one person at a time. There is no blanket answer. You can't put everybody on one bus and drive them across a bridge because everybody has to approach this differently because every person is so unique. So we only have a couple of days until we kick off 2019. Please, 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 please make it the year of people. Hey, I've got to thank the other sponsor of this episode. Should have done it before, but hey – This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Hey, Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people. And in 2019, I have some great interviews coming. We're changing up the format of the show a little bit. We're going to do – every Tuesday is going to be a solo episode, a little shorter than the one you just listened to. Every Thursday is going to be an interview, and we have already got some of those in the can, and they are some of the best interviews I've ever done. So get excited. Go tell all your friends about cool things entrepreneurs do because in 2019, we are doing great stuff. We're trying something new. We're shaking up the format a little bit. Because I believe you got to try new things. I said at the beginning of the show, if you want a try new things shirt, you can go to trynewthings.shop and you can order that. And the people at Amplifier, they're going to take care of that for you. But I'm going to make this offer, and I'm going to make this offer right here at the very end of the show, where most people have already said goodbye. And that is, if you want, if you want a try new things shirt, and you reach out to me at tom at tomsinger.com, and you do it before. The end of New Year's Day, 2019, so five days from now, something like that, a week a week and a few days from now, I will enter you into a drawing. Everybody who emails me at Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com, before the end of the day on January 1st, 2019, I'll enter your name into a drawing, and somebody will win a free Try New Things, period, shirt. Check it out. TryNewThings.shop. Send me that email, Tom at TomSinger.com. Someone is going to win the shirt. Looking forward to that because I like to give away free stuff. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. And uh, if you like the show, tell your friends. That's what 2019 is all about, human engagement. One great way to engage is tell people, listen to this podcast, read this book. It doesn't have to be this podcast, but share something with somebody. And if you're looking for what can I share, share this podcast. Uh, And go over to iTunes if you listen through that venue and leave a review. Uh, New reviews just make me happy. So please go and do that. Hey, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Uh, Hopefully you got something out of this and that you're inspired as we launch into 2019. All right, go out there and try your own new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger.